Enterprising in my surroundings I'm finding the quietest estates these days This representation of storm brewing Amazed that the focus remains The vocal focal point of my change Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast I'm your host, Matt Chittam And this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there Who are working hard to get better While balancing running with the rest of their lives I'm really excited for this one You know if you know anything about this podcast, you know how much I love shoes. I love to geek out on shoes. I love doing shoe reviews over on YouTube. Uh, I got a couple dropping next week, which I'm really excited about. And with that being the case, I know that you love shoes too. All runners do. And one thing that um, can be tricky for us runners is getting the right carbon-plated race shoe uh, that fits our needs, that's kind of top of the line and really just fits what we're trying to do. And the reason it's hard, part of the reason it's hard, obviously, is the price. It, these shoes cost a lot of money. So you want to make sure that you're investing in the right thing. In addition to that, most of the time, you can't try these things on, right? They're not at your local running stores very often. So you really have to rely on other people uh, to kind of give you a heads up on what they think works best for them and then figure out if that's a good fit for you. And that's exactly what we did in this episode. We got Tommy Runs and Aaron Worldwide here on the show talking about their favorite carbon plated race shoes, why they're their favorites, and a little, they each chose one shoe that they were like full on anti, I do not want to wear this shoe. So we touch on all of that. Both these guys are awesome, awesome people. Tommy's been on the show a couple times now. I think this is his third time being on the show. We had a solo episode and then he was on uh, the shoe episode as well. Was Tommy in the shoe episode? I think he was. I think Tommy... No, now I'm all confused. Maybe he wasn't. Oh my God. All right, I'm going to keep this in just because... Um, it's just the way it goes. Sometimes I, I start to lose it. But we had a shoe episode a couple months ago. It was really fun. We talked about our favorite non-plated race shoes, which was really enjoyable. And now we're talking about the plated race shoes, which are also a big thing. Both these guys are also doing something called the PR Project, which they're putting out on their Instagrams. And they have a specific uh, YouTube channel uh, all centered on basically their drive uh, to get PRs in the marathon this spring. Aaron is running a uh, race here in Rhode Island. Tommy is running the Boston Marathon. They'll both be racing basically within two weeks of each other in the spring. So they're doing that. We touch on that briefly at the end, but mostly it's all shoe talk all the time. And I hope you enjoy it. So let's get into it with Tommy and Aaron. All right, we are here with Tommy and Aaron. And as you just heard in the introduction, we're talking about carbon plated race shoes. These are the kind of shoes that everyone's interested in. So many people want to wear these, not only for their big races, but their big workouts and especially their long runs. They have so much utility, not just for running fast, but also recovering fast from some of these workouts. However, as we all know, those of us who have you know kind of engaged in researching these things, you can't just go to any shoe store and get these or basically any shoe store and get these, except for maybe the, the, the Vaporfly Next Percent. They are at my local Dick's. Um, none of the other ones are. So we have to rely on experts like Aaron and Tommy to help us out. First of all, guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, I appreciate being on the show, but I've never been called an expert before. So I'm ready for this now. Yeah. Thanks for having us. But yeah, that's high praise calling us an expert. Maybe we need to bring down the expectation level just a little bit. <laughs> I expect this to be the best shoe conversation in history. Is that low enough? Perfect. Oh, history? Yeah, yeah. That's good with me. I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, this is good. This is going to be fun. All right. So. You guys, again, there's not there's not many people out there who run in every single carbon-plated race shoe. So let's just set the stage. So um, 
So it's not as if like you guys can provide, you know, basically your experiences with every single shoe out there. However, you have run in many of them. So this is uh, where we're going to start it with. So let's just say, I guess before, before we get into our top fives, all right, Aaron, we'll start with you. And then Tom, we'll go to you. Let us know which popular carbon plated racers you haven't run in before we dive into the ones that you do really like. So people aren't wondering like, well, what about this one? What about that one? And if you haven't run in it, obviously you can't rank it. Okay. So I haven't ran in the, uh, I've yet to run in the Adios Pro 2. Um, I've yet to run in the New Balance Super Shoe. Um, I know some people do run the Atreyu Artist. I haven't ran in that one yet. Uh, let me think. What else do we have out there? The Alpha Fly. I think that was one that. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't ran in the Alpha Fly either. Okay. Uh, I've I've been more of a. I've had multiple pairs of the Vapor Flies, but I don't know. The Alpha Fly just seemed a, a bit crazy to me. So, uh, yeah, the Alpha Fly is. But I'm still open to try it. And, you can't uh, you can't borrow one from Joe Robinson. I think he has twenty seven pairs. You, do, you can't just get one lying, lying around his place. I mean, I I could, but I would probably be a uh, kind of sliding around in there. He wears a, a much bigger size than me. I, I'm a small foot guy. So, gotcha. All right, how about you, Tommy? Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I've, I haven't run in any of the New Balance um, Super Shoes. Uh, Adios Pro Two or Adi Zero Adios Pro Two have not run in those yet. And I have not ran the Alpha Fly either. And it was, you know, definitely when the Alpha Fly came out, I was like going to, I was hard, straight up with the uh, Vapor Flies and didn't want to change that because of the way that they looked. And I just wasn't down with like the big shoe like that. So, um, yeah, so those are the ones I haven't run in. And I think pretty much everything else I've got covered actually. So, um, yeah, New Balance, Adidas, and Alpha Fly. Well, that's a, that's a good place to start. All right. Cause with, the, with all right, I, I, main reason I want to bring that up was because of the Audios Pro 2 and the Alpha Fly, those being common shoes that people are looking into. Actually, I got the pair of the Audios Pro 2 arriving on Friday. So the day this is going to be released. So this, this will be exciting. So um, it's good to know. So people who are interested in those shoes, this is you know a podcast that we'll touch on some others, but maybe something uh, to look in and do some research on your own. So let's get into our top fives. We'll do a countdown. We'll say... Tommy, we're gonna start with you. Go from you know five to one. Count it down to your 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 favorite, and then we'll we'll dive into these. Uh, do a little deep dive after we get the, the top fives ranked. Okay, so five to one. So I'm gonna have to go with the Adidas Adi Zero Adios Pro One as number five. Number four, Brooks Hyperion Elite Two, um, and then number three, Hoka Rocket X. Number Two, Vapor Fly Next Percent, one or two, because I mean, it's almost the same thing. Uh, and then Meta Speed Sky by ASIC is number one. All right. So if when you were ranking these, were there clear distinctions like tiers? Like, all right, these are these ones are in a certain group or like these are ones that are a different level or like. So if you had like like the, the, the spaces between these these five, were there clear distinctions? Oh, yeah. So I would say like, OK, so for to be honest, yeah, I would say that the Metaspeed Sky and the Vaporfly Next Percent are in a different tier to, of their own. Like they have, they just are. And then the Hoka, the Brooks, and the, Adi, the Adidas, I feel like they are, they're definitely in a different tier. I mean, I hate to say lower tier, but that's just like how it works out. But they're actually more 
versatile as well, I think. So like there there's more to do with them, I think, in my opinion, than like a Metaspeed Sky or like a or a Vapor Slide Next Percent. So um they are a different tier and a little I guess lower when it comes to race day. Uh but I'm not gonna wear a Metaspeed Sky on a recovery run at all or or even a or an X percent. So those other ones have different utilities to me as well and, and that's why they're still on the list. All right. I like that. We'll, we'll dive into all the use cases in a second because I think that's when it really, the rubber really meets the road with a lot of this discussion. Aaron, same thing goes to you. Let's do a countdown five to one and then whatever tiers you had in your list. Okay. So I, I think my list is pretty similar to Tommy's. Uh, at number five, I have the Brooks Hyperion Elite 2. Uh, number four, I have the Nike Zoom Fly 3. Uh, number three, I have the, Adios, uh, the Adidas Adios Pro 1. Uh, number two, the Asics Metaspeed Sky. And number one is Nike Vaporfly Next Percent. But I differ from Tommy a bit. I think I would lean towards the first iteration over the second iteration, actually. So that's kind of my difference with Tommy. Tommy said either one. I'm more of a Vaporfly Next Percent one. Then I'll take that one over the two. Now, why is that? Could be sentimental value. Um, I, I ran a few more. I think I ran a few more races in the one. And uh, I put quite a few miles on my trusty pink pair of Nike Vaporfly Next Percent ones. And uh, yeah, I just felt like it was, it wasn't the first pair of super shoes I had, but it was the first pair of super shoes that I bought that I really coveted in that way. So maybe there's a sentimental attachment to it, but I also feel like uh, the first version of the shoe uh, is a bit superior performance wise. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into the, the details on that. Let's dive in right now. All right. So, so no. So it seems like from the outside looking in, again, these are your list. The main difference between the two is the upper, with the first one being more of a plastic kind of plastic uh, type upper, which is much more thin. Whereas the the second one was kind of an engineered mesh. Again, also very thin, but also very different than the first. Yeah, and I think the I think the uh, the number two actually weighs a little bit more, but it's like so it's such a small amount. And so, like, I think that, like, I said either one, but so on a comfort standpoint, I would, I would say the twos are just more comfortable because of the upper and how it fits and how you're, you can tie them a little tighter. Cause the, the one problem with the, with the first version, if you tied any of the, the, the laces over the top of the foot the wrong way, it could, it would start like putting too much pressure on your metatarsals and all that. And you legit would feel like you have like uh, a stress fracture mid race or mid run. Um, and you have to kind of know how to, you got to take, take them a little loose and then tighten them up at the top and the bottom. But the second ones, they had, a, they had the, uh, the, 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 uh, you tie them up, up the side a little bit. They're, they're more angled. So it was a little easier. And then the, the way the tongue works, it's a little thicker. So all that stuff. So I feel like they're more, they're more comfortable. Um, but I guess I, I, I don't know about performance wise though. I could be overvaluing the fact that it was my first pair of super shoes. Well, my first real pair of super shoes, and uh, it was just some, something about that new, that new shoe snap, that new carbon fiber plate snap that you get. You know what I'm saying? That first time you try them on, you feel like you can run forever and, and run as fast as you ever could. So maybe that's playing a bit into Maybe I'm, I'm making an emotional decision, but... What? That's <laughs> I, I don't know how we can make any list without emotion, right? <laughs> they're all, they're all, we're all, you're all going to be, be, be into that. Well, 
And that's the thing, too. You bring up a good point, Tommy, that when we get these super light shoes, because these shoes bring a lot to the table, there's, there's consistent themes, maybe except for the Zoom Fly 3, which we'll get into, which is a lot of them are very light and almost all the weight is in the midsole. Uh, of these shoes, right? There's almost no rubber on the outsole. It's all midsole. And the uppers are all very, very minimalistic. Tommy, you bring up a good point. When you have a minimalistic upper, sometimes the lacing can be problematic, right? So you kind of have to find out. It's like, it's like, just like that. It's like when you're, you know, when you're maybe middle school or high school kid, you're getting like, you're, uh, you're trying to figure out like your first kiss. Like you need to have a little bit of tongue, right? You got to get, not too much, but you got to get a little bit of tongue in there just for that extra protection. <laughs> right. Because if you don't, you know, you, you can, you can get a stress fracture, you know? <laughs> right. Because there are some shoes where it's, it's basically, it's so paper thin that you can feel the laces on top of that shoe. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, that was definitely one of them for sure. And I mean, I guess it's a balance too, because they, they're, they're trying to shed as much weight as possible, you know, so that even if, I mean, it's, it's, you're talking about like point something, something of an ounce or whatever. And just so that they can, for a little bit there, just so that they could say that it was this light, you seem like their companies were just doing it. And then now I think like with, um, with some of these shoes that are coming out, they're saying that maybe that doesn't even, it doesn't have to be the lightest because I feel like some shoes could be too light. You know, there, there's not enough there to feel like the the normal normal running process. I mean, you don't want to. There's something to be said about running barefoot, but then you put on a shoe. You don't want to necessarily feel like you are still running barefoot. To me, like you want to feel like the the shoe a bit, so you can kind of know where you are. Right. You want that ROI when it comes to the materials, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like if you run in like the Atreyu base model, like it's super light. It's like five point seven ounces, which is great, but there's also there's not a lot of bounce to it. So like, what's faster, like that? which is a good shoe I ran it today, or like the Nova Blast, which is like four and a half ounces heavier. The Nova Blast is a faster shoe. It just provides that pop. Weight be damned. Like they're doing something with the weight as opposed to it just being some sort of superfluous item. Yep, exactly. Exactly. All right, Tommy, I know that you had, you mentioned this before offline, and we've had these conversations uh, via text and TM as well, that you are a huge fan of the Asics Metaspeed Sky. However, that was, you know, you were also a huge fan of the Vaporfly Next Percent too. You had multiple pairs. So for you, when you were making that decision, I know it was a really close one. What were some of the the decision points where, you know, where you'd go the Asics way instead of the Nike way in terms of if you had to choose one? Um, it was like first, you know, I I I tried it and I was kind of like hesitant. I wanted to like the shoe because you know that I, I just wanted to try something new um, and. It was. It came down to performance for me. Like I wore, I ran them in a couple five Ks, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's pretty much the same." And I felt the same after the run. I mean, for me, a lot of this is, you know, you, you can run a fast time, but it's like, what about like how does it feel during the run? Like, what like are your legs as tired as they would be if you ran a normal shoe, or afterwards do you feel as sore and stuff like that? So I feel like the shoe did what it was supposed to do, which is which is kind of protect your legs from the road and get you that pop and that snappiness and all that stuff. Um, but for me, what what I kind of really liked about them was the stability feel of them. I mean, they're not a stability shoe, and I'm not saying that. But they're just, they have a, the base of the shoe is just a little bit more stable underfoot than, say, like, uh, than a Vaporfly. Because the Vaporfly, like, if you... Turn in some tight corners. I mean, it could get a little, it get a little dicey. But the way that the 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 Metaspeed guy is, is structured, 
it just makes you feel like you have a little more control of those moments. And I just like that about him. And then to me, the performance is neck and neck. So it just like, hey, I'd rather more support in a long run or in a race than than not, you know. So um, I don't feel like I was losing anything. I feel like I was gaining more more uh, control. Right. And is part of that the the geometry of like basically the width of the shoe? Because it seems like the A6 is wider um, in the forefoot, at least. Yeah, I feel like it's wider than the forefoot, but I mean, not like about a ton, but I feel like just the way that the, that it, it, cause if you look at the shoe from the, from the top, it's just, it's, um, like just looking down at your feet, um, it's just structured differently. The, the weight distribution or something that they've done there is just different. And it's more, and it's, it's more like a running, a, it, it's shaped and feels like more like a traditional running shoe that you're, that you run in day in, day out. So there is no big, like, oh my gosh, I have on a, a, boot, a moon boot, you know, like, it's like, oh, I have a faster version of what I, what I'm used to, what your body's used to. Um, there's, you know, you can throw on a shoe and get some extra, um, kick or whatever pop, but when you, when your legs get tired and you're, you're going to fall back to like your normal stride, you're going to, you're going to go back to what is comfortable. And does that shoe still work for you at the end when you're tired or are you working around the shoe? So, and I feel like the Metaspeed guys do a good job for me on that. That's a great point, Aaron. How do you how do you react to uh, what Tommy was saying? I would agree. Uh, the the Metaspeed Sky does have a slightly larger forefoot, uh, just a footbed for you to to. And I'm a four foot striker, so it, it it gives a lot of real estate up there for you to to land stably in a stable fashion. But I think one thing that is uh, overlooked. And the super shoes is, uh, of course, the carbon fiber plate is something, is a feature that the companies can use to sell the shoe. But I think a lot of the actual utility of the shoe comes from the foam that they use. So Nike with Zoom X, uh, A6 FF Blast, uh, Adidas with the Light Strike Pro, uh, I think um, the Brooks's DNA or something like that. But the foam is just so much better than the regular EVA or TPU that you would having just your regular everyday trainer. And that's really what saves your legs. So as Tommy was saying, sometimes you want to throw on that super shoe for a, a tough workout and you don't want to feel wrecked at the end of it, or you don't want to wake up the next day feeling like you put yourself through the ringer. It's that foam that really helps protect your legs and, and keep you fresh. And that also helps you in a, in a marathon later on down the line, maybe those last that last 10K, that foam, you're no longer relying on the energy return of the, the plate it's the foam that's saving your legs, especially if you're a heel striker or if you do have some some issues with your mechanics. It it helps you compensate for those and it, it doesn't beat you down as quickly. So I think the the carbon fiber plate is the it's the the tenant windows, the the big shiny chrome rims, but the foam is the is the engine. Is the foam is is what really is what you're paying for, and then it's just kind of. Uh, surrounded by the the carbon fiber plate advertisement. That's a really good way of putting it. And I've heard a lot of people talk about how like how the the plate can not only be that springboard, but also as a stabilizing force for the foam, which can be really soft. And it, people who run in the um, the Nike Zoom Max Invincible can understand where like if you just have the foam, <laughs> it can be it can be a little tough. Like I mean, I just 
I hate that shoe. <laughs> so just put that out there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's collecting dust in my closet right now. Uh, so it's a really, really expensive uh, dust collector. Um, so, no, I hear that. So this brings up a good point. This is something that I should have prefaced this whole conversation with, is that when you were ranking these shoes, what distance did you have in mind? And I think we probably, I think if you, we probably, and please correct me if I'm wrong, we're probably thinking more of the longer distance, like a marathon type effort. And if you were thinking more of like a 5K, 10K, would you potentially rank some of these differently? Tommy, I'll start with you. No, I think I would stick to the same. Um, I, uh, the only shoes on that list that I haven't raced in um, is the um, the Adidas uh, Adi Zero, Adi Yost Pro 1. Um, but everything else I've, raced in in some way shape or form oh no not that not the hocus either um so that's a lie so three out of three out of five i've raced in but i think that they're the reason why i like them um you know for the longer distance yes because it's they save your legs and all that stuff but the top two shoes that we're talking about here you know for me is the, is the nikes and the asics um they're just fast shoes and they feel good and they make you uh whether it's mental or whatever they make you feel fast and, and, and you and it's ready you're ready to go um, and I don't see them, I don't see any difference between the two, no matter what distance you put on them for me. You know, I would probably still pick ASICs, um, for the most part, unless it's like just like a straight up straight course or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think I would keep the, keep the order about the same for a short, even a 5k. Yeah, I would agree. Um, 5K, uh, I've never ran a marathon, but the half marathon distance is the farthest I've raced. And, uh, I've raced half marathon and, uh, 5K in both the Vaporfly Next Percent and the Metaspeed Sky. And yeah, I feel like it's a great shoe for both distances. So I don't, I don't, I don't race on the track. So maybe, maybe there's some pushback, maybe some, some other opinions for that. But as far as, uh, road racing above 5K, I think both shoes get the job done in, in the same way. And I feel, I feel like a lot of people, like, this, I think this would change a lot if we were talking about Alpha Fly as well. Because, I mean, I've heard many people say, like, Alpha Fly is for, you know, those longer distance, straighter races where you can just get in one speed and go because they help you just stay there forever. You know, and I've just heard that a lot about them. Um, so I think that, like, some of these shoes with that, maybe the higher stack or whatever it is, those may be a little different because, I mean, I don't know if, you know, I, maybe five Ks may not be the the place for Alpha Fly because there's too much. You know, it's not enough time or straight shots to to really give it give it what what it's worth. So I think that would change a little bit. Like if you added in like the new the new Adidas or the the Alpha Fly, I think that might be um, a different factor. Yeah, certainly could. I mean, I saw a video. I think it was with um, Thomas and Megan over Believe in the Run. And they were they were doing a comparison video, and the Alpha Fly being one of them. And they they admitted on the, the thing that basically from 5K up, they would choose Alpha Fly over any carbon plated racer. Which is, I know Meg, I know that's how Megan felt because she has been pretty vociferous with her opinion on that one. But Thomas keeps going back and forth. I feel like every carbon plated shoe he reviews, he's like, this this one's now my favorite. But it's uh, it was interesting to hear him say that. But Aaron, I feel the same way with you as you. Like with some of these longer distances, as well, uh, and Tommy. Like when I ran my marathon CIM, I was like, I know I'm not prepared for this race. I'm going to be out here all day. So like I'm, I need an all day shoe. That's why I ended up going with the New Balance RC Elite 2 because it was like I knew it was like going to be a lot of squish. The plate was a little bit more flexible. 
So it wasn't going to be as rigid because I basically came down to like, I was going to be running my easy pace near the end. I knew that was going to happen. And the upper was like super comfortable. It just felt like a normal running shoe to me. It didn't, it didn't feel any different than anything else. And for me, that, that carried a lot of weight on that day because it was almost like I was going to be running like an ultra in a sense in terms of like time on feet compared to say someone who's looking to break three hours in the marathon. Like I didn't have that day ahead of me. I didn't, I knew I didn't have the training for it. So it was like kind of a different, a different challenge. So we've talked about the the two main contenders that a lot of people know about, right? The Nike's been around for a while, right? We're now 2022. They came out in 2020. So they've been around for a while. I'm sure they're going to come out with a new one this year, probably. So let's dive into um, some two two shoes that you guys both had on your list. And then we'll go into the fifth one, which were a little different. And then we'll finally get into the ones that you were like, oh, hell no. I'm not <laughs> running a race in this shoe uh, either ever again or for the first time. So. I guess let's first start with the Adidas Adios Pro 1. So neither of you have tried the two. That's been out for a little bit. Aaron, tell me about the Pro 1 and were some of the things that you liked about this shoe and maybe some of the things that maybe weren't quite up to uh, up to the same level as the Asics and the Nike. So I really enjoyed the uh, Adios Pro 1. Um, the Energy Rods is sort of sort of a different... Uh, technology, same concept, but a, a different, uh, I guess you would say a different um, kind of deployment of the technology. Um, what I really like about the shoe is the the foam. Uh, the foam just feels like um, it feels sturdy, but it doesn't, it's not extremely firm. Uh, it does have that snap, very aggressive rocker, um, the, the rocker feel that you, that rolls you into the next step. Uh, the only drawback of the Adios Pro is stability is extremely questionable. It's just like, it feels like a very narrow shoe. So that was, I, I took it out on a, 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 a pay, unpaved trail and uh, I was a little worried about my ankles. Uh, I used to play basketball a little bit back in the day and I, I would roll my ankle quite, quite often. But uh, so I was a little, I was a little in fear that maybe I was going to roll an ankle in, in Adios Pro, but Overall, I enjoyed it. I think it's a very, very good long run shoe. I never raced it, but I took it out for 15, 16 miles a few times and, and they held up very well. Uh, very breathable. The upper is very nice and it's just, uh, it's a, it's a, a nice looking shoe that, that also plays a big part in it. I really like the way, uh, the design, it, the design of the upper, the big three stripes. Um, and also if you, if you look at the shoe from the side profile, uh, much like a few other shoes, more specifically the Brooks Hyperion Elite 2, the toe box kind of, uh, it bends upward almost when you're not wearing it. And I have a lot of issues with, uh, toe smashing in the front of my shoes because I'm such an aggressive four foot striker. So in a shoe that is a little more curved upward in the front, in the toe box, it really helps avoid that. So I never dealt with any issues. I, I had that problem pretty bad with the next percent, but the Adios Pro, not so much. So that was a plus for me. But as you know, uh, it, it all comes down to your foot and how you strike. And so for me, that was a plus for some people that might be a negative. So that's where I found the, the benefit of it. Uh, I'm not sure. I think Tommy had some similar thoughts, but we'll see. We'll see well, how you feel that, that curl up. We need, we need to get you the, the Asics Magic Speed. I think that has the most aggressive curl up of any shoe I've ever seen. <laughs> that thing is like borderline elf shoe. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's it's a it's it's a a, a weird quirk, but it serves a purpose if if that's what you need. So I like that about that shoe, those kind of shoes. Tommy, how do you feel about the 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 Light Strike Pro? Because I've heard of talked about as more of as a little bit firmer than than the the Turbo Blast as well as the Zoom X. But and so maybe at certain paces that's a positive, and maybe at certain paces maybe it's not quite as a positive. So I like the shoe a lot, and I think that um, like when we talk about other utilities, I think it's great for different things, um, and I and I like it for that those those other moments. But I guess when I, so I think the, the hype around the shoe and when it came out and what I wanted it to do, it just didn't do for me. Like, I don't dislike the shoe, but I think I, I hyped it up in my mind to be something different than what it was. Cause I actually, at the time, I'm like, you know what? Um, maybe let's try something other than Vaporflies. And this is before I found, you know, the Metaspeed Sky, the Metaspeed Skies. Um, and I thought this was going to be the shoe that was going to just dethrone the whole Vaporfly vibe and all that. And then you were seeing guys like, you know, and women, you know, run these crazy half marathon times in these shoes. So I'm like, it's got to be the thing. And then when I got it, it's just, it doesn't, um, it, it doesn't have the same pop and I think forward, like, it just doesn't do the fast vibe for me, you know? And like, I feel like to me, I, if, if you have a shoe like this in like your arsenal, I feel like it's one of those shoes where you can pull out and run and it's very versatile to the point where you can run an easy run in it um and feel great you can run a tempo run in it and feel amazing you can even run intervals in it and feel great but i just feel like it wasn't in it's not a race day shoe for me so like and that's what they want it to be so like that's the only reason why i was like you know this it's not going to be up in the top three with you know an asics or a nike because it just doesn't have that snap for me. And it just feels like dead sometimes. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the way the phone works, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like you got to do a lot more work than the others to get your foot, you know, to to hit the ground and pop off, you know. Um, and that for me, I'm, I'm like, if we're spending 200 plus bucks, I got to I, I, I can't I can't. I'm not pulling up to race day. Yeah. Kudos. Kudos to the. uh Kudos to the Adidas marketing team for because oh they God. definitely build it as the the killer of the of the Vaporfly Next Percent for only two hundred dollars compared to the two hundred and fifty dollar price point of the Next Percent and uh we fell for a hook line and sinker I guess because we both got a pair yeah same, same <laughs> so, well they, they they also like have the them and Nike all have like take the Eastern African countries on lock like yeah. if you're coming from Ethiopia or Nike like you're Ethiopia or Kenya you're sponsored by Nike or Adidas like it's like one of the two so if you look at like like a lot of these European races, like that's those those are the two shoes uh, on the podium every time, and that's the problem too. Like, cause I mean, we all like you know, I'm I'm a running nerd. I watch all that stuff, you know. So like, I'm like, oh, if they, they could run, they could run in in like Keds and probably <laughs> run a fast time. And then I would be like, I think I may need to get those Keds. And then the Crocs, and need a new we, Crocs racer. <laughs> we, yeah, we forget that like you could literally put any shoe on some of these people. And it would, they would do fine, you know? And then, so like, I'm like, oh, this is a thing. But they, those, those runners that broke those times would probably have done those. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to say anything bad about Adidas, but (laughs) I just don't see how it works out. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just not on, just not on that 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 upper echelon level. Not that shit. No, that's, that's just the way it goes. Um, I can't wait to try the the next one though. Like, I feel like the next one, they might, if they answered the, the midsole, issue for me and i guess i've heard other people say it as well 
if they answered that, then I don't. I mean, they could do great things. I think with those shoes. Yeah, and it's interesting about the the stability of some of these shoes because you can tie it into the the stack height, right? Because you have larger stack heights. A lot of these, most of them, most of the heels are between thirty eight and forty millimeters, and some of them have different different um drops. So you'll have like the Nikes will be closer to like a thirty one in the forefoot, whereas like the Meta Speed Sky, which mentioned is like a little bit more stable, has one of the, if not the highest forefoot of the bunch, except for the Alpha Fly, where we'll take Adidas Prime X completely out of the, the question here. Um, and with, with their stack height of 33 in the forefoot, which is only a five millimeter drop. Um, it was interesting how that how that plays out. But um, let's talk about the Brooks Hyperion Elite 2. Okay, we're going to start with Tommy here since he liked it a little bit more. I feel like this is a shoe that really goes under the radar and really only time it ever really gets brought up except for you know right around its release is when people are talking about des linden like this is basically known as like des linden's shoe and then so when she, when she does something amazing it comes up but oftentimes it it is a bit overlooked yeah i actually just wore it today for the the workout that we did um and i think that maybe it gets overlooked because of how i guess how bad the first one was apparently i didn't have the the, the version one but i hear it was just like just not, I mean, they maybe just came out with it too early and rushed it through or something like that, but it just wasn't a good vibe for anyone I've heard. Um, so maybe the second one just didn't get a, the chance it should have. Um, but I feel like it, it's a really great shoe. Um, I was surprised, actually was surprised by the, by the performance of the shoe. I thought it was going to be a little less, um, good, I guess you could say, but I, I feel like it's a, it's no, it all starts to me like when you put on the shoe, is it comfortable? And that, that's a, that's a good vibe. That's number one. And then number two is like, when I start moving, do, do I feel like that bounce of that, that return or that kick that I really feel like I need when we, when we start picking up the pace? And if it checks off those boxes, then you just go for a run, let it all out or whatever you gotta do, do your workout. And then where I really start to gauge some of these shoes is like in the middle to end of the workout. Cause all shoes, you know, especially in this caliber, are going to feel great in the beginning. They're going to feel bouncy and all that stuff. But what happens, like, when your legs start getting tired, do you feel like they're assisting you in 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 stretching that, like, out farther? And I feel like these do a good job with that because they're not as bouncy as, like, as a as a uh, next percent at all. No, almost like no shoe is, apparently, other than, like, maybe the alphas. But um, they're not as bouncy, but they they do a really great job of absorbing the impact and they have a lot of pop to them because they're not as bouncy. You know, they're not... And I think people think bouncy and squishy and they think like pop, you know, but I think that's, that's two different things to me. Like, because you can have like the Nova Blast 2 are extremely, you know, uh, soft, squishy and bouncy, but there's not a ton of pop to them I mean, because it's not supposed to be. But... For those shoes, I mean, they, they have a nice balance or for the Hyperion Elite Tempo or Hyperion Elite 2. They have a nice balance between maybe not the softest, you know, bouncy shoe, but there's a lot of pop and kind of forward propulsion to them. And that's why I like them. I ran a 5K in them and I liked them a lot. I didn't ever go, I never looked down and said, dang it, I should have worn those Nike, you know, or those Asics. And that's a big deal too. If you have other shoes that you can wear and you don't regret it in a race that you didn't wear them, that's a good sign to me. Now, 
how did you, and Aaron, we'll get to you in a second because I know you also like this shoe, uh, and you can, you can answer this one as well. Um, but Tommy, what did you think about the DNA Flash midsole at slower paces? Because I know that, I don't know if it's the exact same midsole, but a version of that midsole is also used in the Hyperion Tempo. And I found that shoe at slower paces to be a little slappy. But if the more the faster I ran in it, the more kind of responsive and give I would get out of it. Um, so again, I know it's not necess- I know it's not the same shoe, but I wasn't sure if it was the same sort of effect with um, with this one. No, I feel like the rocker, the rock, it does have a pretty nice rocker to the shoe. So, I mean, I feel like it, uh, it always kind of keeps you going a little quicker. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say like, I wouldn't put them on and then go for like a long run, um, in them just, or a nice easy run in them because I just don't think that, uh, they're not that shoe at, you know, anywhere close to that. Um, yeah, so I, I think this, they're not bad though. I mean, I guess I can't, I, I didn't have any complaints because I've honestly like, let's, my one of my favorite my favorite my favorite racer right now is the Metastase guy, and I'm not doing an easy run over a few miles in that shoe just because it's just not it's definitely not meant for that and it doesn't fit that category at all. Um, so yeah, I, I I wouldn't do it for the Brooks either. And I know a lot of people said the Brooks like have they had issues with the heel counter, and there's a lot of people were getting blisters in the in the back of the heel because of whatever is in there. Um, I had an issue maybe like the first run, but after that, it just, I think I just did like the runner's knot and it went away and I've been running in it since with no issue. So, uh, I was really worried about it too, because everybody that I posted a picture of the shoe and everybody started sending me DMs like, be careful. I got blisters. My, my heel fell off, you know, whatever. Um, and I just didn't have that issue. So if anybody's worried about that, I guess you just got to try them out. There you go. All right, Aaron, let's hear yours. Yeah, so I, I would agree. Um, the, uh, Hyperion Elite 2 is much more firm than I would say every other super shoe I've ever tried. Uh, so if you like a responsive shoe, if you like a shoe that feels like you get a good feeling of the ground beneath your feet, then I think that is the super shoe for you. Um, I would, I would agree with Tommy with the, uh, you have to find a sweet spot in lace in the lacing system because I took them out for a long run this past Sunday. And that was the first thing I noticed was, man, this doesn't feel secure. This doesn't feel locked down to my foot. But once I got going, I didn't really notice it anymore, but I'm just used to having um, better lockdown. Uh, and it could be also the upper, that upper is, is pretty thin. It, it's extremely breathable. So Maybe I was just used to the thicker uh, knit uppers of uh, the regular trainers that we we wear. But the uh, it, I, I really like the shoe. Uh, I've taken it out on two long runs, and I I have no no bad things to say really. Uh, I didn't have any issues with the blisters. Uh, Tommy told me about that. I was a little weary. Uh, as I said, I am a four foot striker, so I think that may have played into it a bit too. Uh, maybe if you are heel striking a little more, maybe it's more aggressive on, on your, on your heel counter. But as far as that, I didn't have any issues with that. Um, just a very solid overall shoe. And yeah, it's just, it, it, it's a workhorse. It gets the job done throughout the, you don't necessarily look down and say, wow, these are really helping me, but they're also not hindering you at all. So it, it's like a good balance of being there and you know that every step is going to be pretty much the same because I haven't had any stability issues with it either. 
but it's it's not in that upper tier where you're like, man, I really feel the return I'm getting. I really feel the the snap off the ground, but it's very solid. And with that firmer ride, did you notice a difference in how your legs felt the next day compared to some other shoes that we're talking about? Yeah, so I, that was actually something I was worried about. I'm like, this this feels I, it it feels so much different than every other super shoe I've tried. Am I? Am, I was worried about my planner to be out my planner faster. I'm like, maybe this is a little too much on my foot. But I finished the run, recovered, and I felt good. So I I have no hangups about about recovery after. So that was good. I was it was a pleasant surprise actually. Yeah, it is pretty deceiving. You think like while you're running, you do you do think like, wow, this isn't what we're what I'm used to, and you know maybe I'll be much sore because I feel like maybe I'm working more. You don't feel like you're working more, but like the impact is def- you definitely feel the impact a little bit more. Like you said, it's more of a responsive shoe. Um, in 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 that case, you know, on rolling hills and stuff like that, that's a good thing, you know. And on certain in certain places in races, that's a good thing. You I mean you don't want to not be able to feel and maneuver and all that stuff so um i see why i mean i see why des likes it because i mean des is i mean we see where she like where she crushes it at you know like she's not you know she's not she's not beating you straight up on a a straight course and you know world records or whatever like that but but she's definitely one of those she's a tactician she's gonna sit and move and all that stuff and do the things she needs to do so I, i see why it works for her for sure All right, let's go into the wild cards here. You each had one that the other person didn't have. Tommy, we'll start with you with the Hoka Rocket X. I think it's interesting that you have. We'll just, we'll just you know, we'll just, we're going to do a two for one here because you have a Hoka at number three, which is high. You also have a Hoka for a hard pass. I will not be using this <laughs> shoe, so we can do a little co- comparison here. And we want to bring up Hoka because they are so well known for their daily trainer type shoes, right? The Mach 4, the Clifton. Uh, there's people who just absolutely love the Bondi as well. And what they've done on the trails is phenomenal. I mean, they're they're sponsoring all these trail races. They have Their trail shoes are, if they're not the best, they're with the best in trail. So let's talk about their offerings in this category because I know they're not for everybody. So I want to hear why you like them and why, on the other side, you didn't like them. So, yeah, so the Rocket X is my, was my number three, I believe. And I, I just, I like the shoe because, um, number, it's, it's, like I said, it's super, it's a super comfortable shoe and it feels a, a lot like a running shoe that, um, that just has a lot of bounce and, and, and cush to it. And it does, you don't feel like you're just going to go flying out the gate, you know, but it, it's one of those shoes where you can just put in some really great speed in them and you just feel like you can keep going because it's really supportive and stable and comfortable. And it just, it's a, it's a workhorse. And so the other, last week I ran and I felt really, really crappy on uh, Monday after like a long run that we did or, or workout we did on a Sunday. And I wore a, a shoe that I that probably shouldn't have. Next day I wore, I put these on. They're, they're definitely a racing shoe carbon. Can we say the shoe that you wore that you shouldn't have worn? Can we, can we drop that one? <laughs> so it's another Hoka. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's is the it the Mach. Supersonic? Yeah, the supersonic. Okay. Yeah, so the supersonic. It was the first day I wore them, and those are much harder. They're a much harder ride of a shoe. And a Monday after a long run like that we did was just not a time to try on a new shoe like that. And I thought it was going to be bouncier, and I just it was not what I expected. I will give another shot though, so Hoka, hold on for that one. But 
for the, the, so I threw on these, uh, I threw on the, uh, Rocket X, uh, on a, on an easy run on a Tuesday, which normally you don't go for a super shoe on that side, but I know how soft and like cushy they are. And it saved like my life on a Tuesday, you know, on a nice easy run, uh, because the, the energy return is there. Um, the cushion is there and you just feel like you're just kind of bouncing along. And that's exactly what I needed on that day. And that's why I put them as number three, because there's not many super shoes that you were talking about here that you can go, you know, straight up, easy run, tempo run, interval and race day. You know, like you can do all all four of the things that you need to do, you know, with these shoes. And I think that that's impressive because, you know, you just you're not going to find that with many other shoes that we're talking about. Um, shoe that I didn't like. Uh, was, uh, the, the Hoka Carbon X2. Yeah, Hoka Carbon X2. And I think that the reason why I didn't like them was, the, was the perception again, because I got the Hoka X2 and the Rocket X in the same, on the same, like, at the same time. Um, and the, the, the X2 had just come out and they were pushing it as like their new thing. And if they're new, and they had that huge event. They had like Walmsley's going for the world record in the shoe. And they got that unbelievable, like that was like, that was a, that was a sight to behold the whole thing that they did around that shoe. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well that's it. Apparently I'm going for this shoe. I put the shoe on. Cause of course I'm like, and honestly at the time I didn't know a lot about Hoka's either. So I got the rocket X, you know, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. I barely knew what, you know, whatever. And then I put these, the X2 on and I ran and I'm, I'm like, this is, it, it was, a, it's firm. It didn't really feel like it had any like pop to it to me. Um, and I just was expecting something a little different the way that they like rolled it out. And then the next, maybe a day or so later, I tried on the, on the Rocket X and it, and I, they couldn't be more different of a shoe in which is just incredible to me. And it just like, I, I was baffled by it. And so I don't even have. <laughs> I don't even have the X2 anymore. I gave them to somebody else because I just—I don't know why it just offended me that they were as I thought they were going to be better. And then to the point to that fact that, that all the most of the Hoka athletes, even except for that one event that you're talking about, all the Hoka athletes run in Rocket X. You know, no matter what they do with the Carbon X2, but I think the the Carbon X3 is supposed to be a softer ride and kind of maybe in between the Rocket X and the, and the X2. So hopefully they've made that change and people are excited about it. Yeah, I, I keep getting confused comparing, looking at the Rocket X and the X2 because you see the X2, you see the weight. It's like an ounce, an ounce and a half heavier than the Rocket X. People are like, hey, this is a really good like ultra, like maybe like ultra on the roads shoe, something that you can... You can train in. It's you know now it's it's versatile and it will, it's pretty durable. Like this is like one of those shoes you can have for months. So you're like, okay, well if you hear that description, at least I do, and I think of a shoe that's going to be like forgiving in some sense of the word. You hear all of these descriptors, and then you hear people like yourself and some other people I've seen basically have like the exact opposite reaction. Yeah, not forgiving at all. Um, and I just don't. And and it just. And it's like a, it's a big, it's a big shoe on your foot too. I mean, they got the extension in the back and whatever. And it just didn't seem like I was, I just didn't get it, you know? And I have, we have friends, oh, you named it earlier, Joe. Uh, I think he had some and Lance had some and they loved them. Um, and I, when they said it, I looked at them and I almost deleted their names on my phone. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I just didn't understand. I just didn't, I didn't get it. But the Rocket X is, is that much better than the X2. Like it was 
nowhere near the same. Got it. All right, Aaron, let's go to yours. You have a shoe on here I did not expect to see, the Zoom Fly 3. Tell me, tell me about this shoe, because this is one that um, wildly differing opinions I've seen on this shoe. So obviously it's going to come down to personal preference, running gait, a lot of things here. So why did this shoe work for you? And just tell us a little bit, people who don't know, why it's a little bit different than, a, than basically every shoe on this list, and just in terms of some of its characteristics. So the Zoom Fly 3 was actually released uh, a little after the uh, original, I guess, the OG Super Shoe, uh, the, the Vaporfly 4%. And uh, the original Zoom Fly was... Uh, I was thinking the Zoom Fly 4. Thank you for, for, for setting me straight there. Yeah, the Zoom Fly 4 is the one that came out recently that a lot of people are like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, that was, that was a, a, I haven't, I haven't even seen that one in the wild. So I'm not sure. Maybe a Nike and the supply chain issues. Only shoe reviewers kept, have it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's for a reason. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So the, uh, original Zoom Fly was my introduction to quote unquote super shoes. Um, it was, the uh, training companion to the Vaporfly 4%, it didn't have a uh, full Zoom X. It actually had, uh, I think, some Zoom X and some React foam. So the Zoom Fly 3 was the third iteration of that shoe. And that was, I think that was when I first fell in love with carbon fiber plated shoes. Um, and they were everywhere. Literally, I had three pair uh, I live or not far from a Nike outlet and it just seemed like they were always there in my size for under 120 bucks. Uh, and I like to take photos and they say the best camera that you have is the best camera you can use is the camera that you have. So I had a bunch of zoom threes. So I felt like the best shoe that I could, the best shoe out was the best shoe I had. So I, I put a lot of miles on the zoom fly threes. Uh, that was my go-to tempo shoe it was my go-to long run shoe. Um, and I just really liked it. I, I just, I, it, it was like nothing I ever, I ever worn before. So it was just, it was like, I guess it was like the first time when you're a kid and you try uh, a new candy or something. And it's just like, oh, I've never, I've never, I've never experienced anything like this. And that's how, that's how the Zoom Fly 3 Tommy was Tommy doesn't me. know what you're talking about. He doesn't eat sweets. Oh, no, I do now. I do, I do now. No. I do now. <laughs> I graduated. I'm good. I eat sweets. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the Zoom Fly Three, um, yeah, and it's 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 kind of ran its course now. I don't think there's many more of them out there. But for the time being, that that late 2019, early 2020, that was a, a go-to shoe for me. So I, I had to throw that in there for nostalgia. And you mentioned it's like it's, it was the training companion to the Vaporfly. Um, so. It's, it, that's interesting because you, you set this dichotomy, right? Where it's like, obviously, it's not going to be quite as fast as the shoe it's the companion for. So what were the elements that you really loved in terms of like, you know, whether maybe it's like you hear, you hear training companion, maybe it's the durability, it's whether it's the outsole or the midsole, maybe the upper is a little bit more built up. But what part of it really agreed with you? So at the time, I, I don't know if uh, many people remember, but the Vaporfly 4% was like, it was like an exclusive pair of Air Jordans. Like you couldn't get it. It was impossible to get. Um, they were going for two, sometimes twice as much in resale, uh, trying to trying to get a pair of four percent. So it was the closest thing I had to uh, the four percent that I would see. You and know, it looked just show. like it. Yep, they yep. looked exactly and, the same. Yep. So 
I, it was it was me uh, with my champagne taste and, and beer money, I guess you could say. And uh, I was looking at, looking at Mo Farah and and uh, Elliot Kipchoge wearing the the Vaporfly, and I'm just thinking maybe I could maybe I could do something close to this. So um, act, the actual shoe it, it was very poppy. Uh, it also had um, the the third version had a wider footbed, a wider forefoot bed than the original version. So. It, it gave you that pop, but it also was stable. I really like the, I think they called it Adam Knit at the time. I, I think that's the only, the, the only Nike shoe that had, the, well, the only Nike runner I ever had that had Adam Knit because it, after they went to, uh, the knit that they use now, I'm, I'm not sure of the name, but the knit that's on the next percent. And, uh, and I, I like the lacing system. Uh, I had a f- three different colorways. So the lime green and black colorway made me feel super fast. Uh, a lot of it is just, I was, still pretty new to running and it just made me feel official. It made me feel like a real runner. It gave me the confidence to to line up at a start line or on a long run and say, yeah, you know, these shoes kind of stamp me as I'm really a runner. I mean, as you grow in your running journey, you realize that nothing really makes you a runner other than running. But sometimes you need that little boost to say, yeah, you, you deserve to be out here. You should be out here. So very poppy shoe, pretty stable. Only drawback is you can only put like a hundred miles on it, and then it would die. Oh, not durable. <laughs> oh, that's I, I, I raced I raced a five k in those, and I I got a PR that day. Yeah, there you go. See, there you go. All right. So, and Aaron, last one, last year we're going to talk about the one that you are dropping the dropping the hell no on. <laughs> yeah. So the the hell no would go to the uh, the Adidas Adi Zero Pro, which is. It felt like Adidas's foray into maybe we should try to put a carbon fiber plate into a racing flat. So it lacked a lot of foam. It lacked the the substance of a true super shoe. It kind of just felt um, hastily put together. I, I think it was Adidas's. I, I don't have any insider knowledge, but it felt like Adidas's answer to the Nike Pegasus Turbo, which uh, was all Zoom X, but it didn't have a plate. But it was much lower profile, much less stack height. And um, I could see where that would benefit someone maybe that is a track athlete that doesn't like that much shoe and they prefer a minimal shoe. But for me, I was so used to the high stack height. I was so used to the the softness and the the nice cushion of a, of a traditional super shoe that that small stack height, it just felt like I was almost running barefoot and it just kind of wreaked havoc on my Achilles. It, it it just it, it didn't work for me and 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 like Tommy said a lot of, a lot of your uh, response to a shoe is your expectation when you get it and I got that shoe and I thought like this shoe looks super fast I saw the ten man guys wearing it and I'm like man this is gonna be cool it's gonna look sweet but then I'm like okay these ten man guys are most of them are like track like we run fifteen hundreds we run eight hundreds we milers those kind of guys. And uh, I don't have that background. I'm more of a long distance runner at this point in my life. So it, that was so I, I don't know how much of it was uh, my expectation or the actual shoe. But, yeah, it missed the mark for me. Yeah, those were those did not have a high stack. Height. It was kind of like when you look at like the Nike streak, the same sort yeah. of thing where the, the streak has a little little shank in the in the right, right under the arch. Lord knows why. I've no, 
<laughs> it almost looks like a rock plate that you would see in a, in a trail shoe. Um, I think Ben Johnson had a like a cut version. Cut Ben Ben Johnson been talking about the Nike streak like for like a week and a half. People won't follow Ben on Instagram. You should if you like shoes. He's like I love that guy. But um, he like he showed a picture of the, the the new streak that's coming out next week or whatever. And you cut down the middle, you see the little insert. It's just like right under the arch. You're like, wait, what's oh, yeah. this? What is this for? <laughs> Like it's like, you know, like of all the places to put it, like sometimes you see people put like, you know, Adidas will put their little mini carbon, like again, like almost like a shank in uh in their heel and that that leads into the rods. And then you have like Skechers do the opposite, also like the ASICS Magic Speed. They have almost like a you know, kind of like a an amoeba shape carbon plate kind of goes from like midfoot to forefoot <laughs> he's like no we're just doing the arch we're just locking this down yeah um, me and tommy had that same problem with the nike infinity run when we first got that because i love the way that shoe looked and i eventually fell in love with that shoe but there is a shank and the the sole runs so narrow in the oh, arch. That little clip on the inside arch yeah i couldn't handle it and it was just it, it felt like it was destroying my left foot every time i ran in it so I threw them, I just threw them in the basement and I didn't wear them for a couple months. And then I'm like, let me pull these back out and give them another try. And it's your left foot too, because if you run the way you're supposed to run on the road, then it's like the road's capped. So your left foot dives in and yep. the medial side just hit that clip every time. I would get to three miles every run and I would just like, I would just regret like, why did I put these on today? I know. I saw, I saw opposite, like, you know, like it, how you like a shoe is, be, is based on like your expectation of it. And I, and they built this up and I believed it though. Like I'm like, and it, they weren't saying it was a fast shoe. So that's easy for me. Like, okay, this is supposed to keep you out there and blah, blah, blah. And so like, I just kept running through it. I ran like four days in a row with the shoes. And then fourth day, I was like, oh, these are the best shoes ever. I mean, they are really good shoes. You just have to get past <laughs> that little point. But I forced myself to get past that point because of the set, the sell job that Nike did. Good job. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I love the React foam, like, no. and I have it in some Nike trail shoes. I'm like, this React foam is great, but I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get past it. Aaron and Tommy, thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys are going to be back. Tommy, tell us about the what you guys are up to because we got to have you back on late winter, early spring, so we can commiserate with about our, our shared marathon training experiences. All right. So, yeah. So Aaron and I have started this PR project. Um, we do a show every Sunday. But the point of this whole thing is, you know, I'm, I'm training for the Boston Marathon in April, uh, the 18th. And then, uh, Aaron is, is training for the Rhode Island, Newport, the Newport, Rhode Island Marathon on the 16th of April. Uh, so we're both training. We're both, we run together six days a week and a bunch of the brands have jumped on, got on board to, um, have us run in their shoes and try them out and, and review them and things like that. So you, we're just documenting the whole journey from week you know, basically 16 that are, you know, a few weeks ago, all the way to race day and the recovery of that as well. So on the show and in our Instagrams, we're going to be showing shoes, uh, recovery products, um, you know, our nutrition and our Gen You Can, uh, is our, is our sponsor for the, our title sponsor for the show, uh, for the season one. So we're just having a really good time talking, laughing about shoes <laughs> and we do, we are going to end up having some hell no's, you know, on the show. Um, but it's, it's just a really fun way to kind of be interactive and help other people too, because all of us at this point that are going to be racing in the spring are training now, you know? So we figured why not be very transparent with shoes we like, don't like, um, you know, tips and tricks about training and recovery and all that stuff. 
So hopefully we can all like go through this journey together. So it's our PR project. So if you're listening to this, it's like jump on board with us. You know, we all are doing our own PR project. Uh, we just happen to be documenting it and, you know, moving forward to having a show. So tune in and all that good stuff. I love it. All right. So where do they find the show? Show is on YouTube. And, um, we, uh, you can also just follow us on Instagram because we're going to be posting like little, you know, not snippets. We don't call it snippets. It's called, what is it called? Shorts, Aaron? reels, breakout videos, breakout, breakout videos. videos, breakout <laughs> videos. So Aaron is, Aaron is the one that makes everything look good. I just sit there and smile. You know, he did make so he does all the cool stuff. He but makes yeah, it hard. So it's going to, right. It's, uh, so, it's, <laughs> so, it's gonna, so it's on YouTube. Um, and you know, go follow our. I love it. All right. All that stuff will be in the show notes as well. I promise you guys this wouldn't take long, maybe 30, 45 minutes. We've now hit the hour mark. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Good luck with your training. And Aaron, I love that you're coming to Rhode Island. I live in Rhode Island. I live not far from where that marathon is going to be. Actually, I'm going to run my spring marathon. I'm doing the opposite. We, we will, Our planes will be going past each other in the air because I'm actually flying out to Eugene for May 1st. Um, for my marathon so uh but hey we'll welcome you to rhode island as well that's 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 a good one new people love that newport race that's for sure so well i'll i'll find i'll tell you um what i know about that race uh as we get as we get closer yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to the uh i think they say the dandelion the daffodil festival something dandelion, like that dandelion something like that. That's Something. a little too. That's a little too fancy for me. I can't. Th- I can't say I've experienced that. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what all Rhode Island has to offer, Matt. I love it. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, Tommy and Aaron. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. This was such a fun conversation, and we're gonna get these two back. You know, probably I don't know, a month, two months from now, as the as their PR project is really rounding into form, and we can hear how it's going for them. As someone who chronicled his own journey uh, to a goal last year with mastering forty, I know what it feels like, and uh, it really is uh, an interesting, an interesting take on a way to present content that can be relatable to so many people while you try to achieve a goal. And it can be a hard needle to thread at times, especially if it's not going well, but it's uh, those are also the, uh, the interesting moments. So I really look forward to following these guys, or I should say continue to follow these guys um, as they progress towards their marathon goals. Talking about marathon goals, I'm putting out a solo episode on Monday my little road to the Eugene Marathon. And we're going to be talking all about different things in training. My training is going really well right now. And I want to talk about some of that, uh, some of the reasons why it's going well and some of the things that I'm learning from this process that I will take with me into the future and maybe will help you as well. So if you're not already, go subscribe to the podcast. So it will pop up in your feed on Monday morning. Thank you so much for listening and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Yeah. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry I got.